What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Bird, the podcasting coach here. In this episode, we are going to talk about an important foundational element that everyone has to consider when it comes to money and family, and that is teaching your kids to have money. The habits that you build in them, whether it's through your own effort or they just watch you with your money and they watch what you do, that's going to be very vital in affecting their futures and their ability to make money. So we want to get the habits down in our kids. We want to get it right so that they go out there and they're able to make money and just be financially savvy. Our guest who joins us today, she is a child's behavior expert who specializes in strong-willed, often oppositional, spirited kids. She is the author of Your Rules Are Dumb, How to Maintain Your Parental Authority While Creating a Partnership with Your Spirited Child. Our guest who joins us in this episode of Breakthrough Success is none other than Rebecca Freeling. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. Rebecca, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And money, it's one of those very important topics. Not to say like money is like you're everything. There's so much more to life than money. I always want to right. preface it like that. But money is an important element and we have to teach it early and often. So... I'm wondering if you could just share with us, how do parents get their kids to think right about money? What are some of the lessons we should instill very early on? One of the things to know is numerous studies, one out of Cambridge, has shown that kids have formed their opinions about money by age six or seven. And that's, that can be problematic because a lot of parents don't start even talking about money intentionally with their kids until they're in middle elementary. So that whole time, they're just watching you. Same way they learned how to talk, same way they learned how to walk, same way they learned how to cuss, right? They're just watching us. And so you're at what you say about money. Oh, we don't have enough money. Oh, I'm never going to have enough money. Oh, I hate money. Those things that come out naturally when we're stressed really make an influence on kids and i love how a lot of this it's you have to be that role model we talk right. so much about like you know some athlete who's a role model or we got to be the role model for people we want to influence but for parenting it's very real where mm -hmm. the kid sees what the parent does and you know by the time six or seven like no one goes through a money course or like how to manage your money, how to invest. No one's doing that at six to seven and they're not even doing right. that in school. And now here we are like by that time without a lot of education, people already have an idea of their opinion around money. Mm -hmm. And some people have more money than others, but how do we, regardless of our financial situation, create the a, a good image of money for our kids like create an image where there's like abundance you can go after what you want like never a state of lack right it's about expressing gratitude um and some people notice that their children seem very entitled mm -hmm. and one of the first steps to um, sort of allay that entitlement is to yourself express gratitude when you're coming to your house. Oh, I love my house. I'm so happy we have a house. Even if you're not totally thrilled with your house, right? Ah, oh, I'm so happy we have this. And um, you want to be presenting choices to them that are real, 
Like, I don't recommend that kids get paid for chores. Um, and some people say, oh yeah, you should give them an allowance so they can understand how money works. Well, taking what we learned from these studies, actually, if you take them to the grocery store with you, and even a four-year-old can do this, give your four-year-old $10 and a shopping list that should add up to about $10, and that's their shopping list. And now they're learning, they're not learning how much toys cost. They're learning how much bread costs and milk. And from giving them that experience at a young age, they just start to really understand what it is that they're consuming. Um, and as kids get older, you can make those tasks more and more advanced, but they really need to understand how the family money works. Mm. And I really like that example of the grocery store because like toys is like, you know, like kids love them, they're entertaining, they're fun, but you go to the grocery store, you get an idea of how much bread and like all the necessities cost. And that's going to be stuff where it's not like you're going to move out at seven, rent your own place and start having those expenses for yourself. But it's, it's one of those things that you introduce that environment in an early age and mm -hmm. then it builds. It's something that they remember when it is time for them to spread their wings, go out of the nest. And it's a really great to have those types of experiences early on. Are there any other things we could be doing? I mean, I know you mentioned no chores, like no, like, like paying for chores. Right. Uh, but I, f I love the grocery, but the subtleness and how easy that is implemented or any other quick ways or just easy things that seamlessly fit into the day. Um, in, in middle, in middle childhood, like when kids are in, you know, 10 to 14 or so, um, you can give them their own money, which maybe they earned, um, or maybe they do get a part of what the family earns, right? They need to do chores, but don't pay them for chores. <laughs> um, and when they have their own money, there's, there's different apps. And there's like this, this one card that's called the green light card that works like a debit card. And so kids can, you can load 20 bucks on there and they can go and spend it. And I was just working with a family who was doing this with their 13 year old and she had $50 in her account. And she said, I'm going to go buy some makeup. And the mom gets a notification every time there's a transaction. Mm. And so she got this one notification, um, $75 transaction declined, you know, mm. 15 minutes later, $60 transaction declined, you know, so the kid is in the store by herself figuring all this out. And that's, that's really important that they be able to figure it out themselves without getting into a lot of trouble. Um, and the, the younger you start, the more influence you do have. So by the time they get to high school, some of these are just habits. They're just thought habits that they have. So they can, they can really be responsible because they just assume, oh yeah, People are responsible with money. That's what people do. And I really love that story with the $50 where, you know, $75 purchase and $60 purchase get declined. You want to learn those mistakes and you want to learn what not to do with $50 versus with $50,000. It's like um, <laughs> Wall Street Bets is a very popular group now. I, I feel like everyone knows what that is. Uh, but you have people who they'll put $500 into options and they'll learn from that. It'll turn to zero. 
other people, they put in like their whole life savings into options and it doesn't pan out. So you'd rather learn the mistakes with a small amount of money versus learning the mistakes with a big sum of money. Now, I know mm -hmm. you've mentioned that you don't, you're not an advocate for paying for chores. I'm wondering if you go a little deeper into that because I feel like some people will say that, oh, well, my kid will actually do the chores like if I pay them. So I'm wondering what your take is on this. So the, the chores, I mean, we could, I could just talk for an hour on chores. Um, the, the doing the household chores, the dishwashing, the taking out the trash, the feeding the dog, um, the things that really benefit everybody in the family, those, they do several things. One, they create group cohesion. They create family cohesion. We're all in it together. Another is they teach skills like starting a task, finishing a task, planning a task. Um, and because chores are something you do over and over and over and over again, you're constantly practicing these executive skills. Um, and a lot of kids are having problems these days with executive skills. They don't know how to chunk a task. Um, it's a skill to look at your messy room and go, oh my gosh, how am I going to organize this cleanup? Those are mental skills that they need to have. And also just the physical habit of this is how we work together. This is what you do. Kids who have a lot of chores don't have the same entitlement as kids whose only chore is to make their bed and put their bowl in the sink. Um, and you, you wanna start those early too, because by the time somebody gets into high school, they quote, don't have time, mm. right? But if doing family chores is just what we do together, then life fits around that. And that's another really important lesson we need to teach them. And so we don't, like, I don't get anything for doing the dishes. I get to do them again in 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> it's not a real picture of how the world works to pay them to just do this housework. Yeah, because, I mean, unless you're listening to this podcast and you get paid for your chores, I mean, stand up, let us know. But I feel like nobody is. And I, I don't see that ever really happening in the real world. Uh, but in any event, I mean, George, you know, do you think that they're annoying? You just have to do them because, you know, you, you have to. It's one of those types of scenarios. But it can be good for family bonding as well, which is something that people may not think about as much when it comes to doing uh, things like washing the dishes or putting away the clothing, stuff that could seem uh, really mundane or really annoying, but it is an opportunity for family bonding if you really approach it in that sense. This, as Rebecca mentioned earlier, we are all in this together type of vibe that it can create. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you, uh, and kids don't like to do them. Um, you know, a lot of kids don't. And actually, one thing I found is the reason kids don't like to do them is because they watch us doing them hmm. and we're going, oh, <laughs> we create the mood. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're like, hey, come do a chore. And they're like, uh, no, that really doesn't look like much fun. Hmm. Um, and so that's one issue with it. And another one is parents don't want another fight on their hands. And this is something I work with a lot because I work with kids who are already fighting. Um, and so, you know, we work with things like making it a, making it a fun family time. Okay, we're going to get a playlist. Hey, it's family work time. And after family work time, we're going to go get donuts. Mm. Right? And if nobody participated in family work time, okay, that's fine. But we're not getting any donuts, you know. <laughs> 
but it's all, we, we work together, we get rewarded together. And it, it can take time to build that up, but it, it really is possible. I mean, again, we were talking about this with money. The children modeled you. They'll look and like their opinions formed by age six or seven, which is why you got to get more intentional about that. But also chores and anything else that uh, like you have to live the part. Like you can't be one thing and expect a child to be something completely else. Like that's just, uh, you definitely have to think about that and be very intentional with how that entire journey unfolds. Mm -hmm. Now, I know some people will say, like, why am I going to teach my kids about money? Like, let them be a kid. Like, let them have fun and uh, stuff along those lines. Uh, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that, because I can see some people saying, I just want my kid to be a kid or something along those lines. Yeah. And, and kids actually like the money thing. They actually get it. Money is super, super important. And they do like being part of the responsibility. Now, what I wouldn't do is say to an eight-year-old, okay, you're now responsible for buying all the groceries in the house and we're now gonna put this on you and you need to go and work in the coal mines. Like, we don't wanna make it their responsibility, um, but including them in it, they, they actually really enjoy that, enjoy being taken seriously and enjoy feeling like, oh yeah, I had, oh yeah, we decided to have this for dinner. And so I went and I bought these ingredients and I chose, you know, once they start getting it, they're like, well, I chose this loaf of bread over this one because of the cost and because it had more quality. Like they really do like learning about that stuff. Um, I wasn't taught about it at all. And when I was a kid, um, except that there's never enough of it, and I was actually, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this because I'm like, why didn't I figure it out? But I was a freshman in college and I didn't understand how a checking account worked. I kept bouncing checks and bouncing checks. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I call the bank and they tell me I have $100. So I'm going to spend $100. Well, I spent $80 the day before. So you know, mm. it really, it's not something that really just comes on as a light bulb when kids turn 18 and leave the house. They, they really need, it needs to be integrated into daily life and it can be totally fun. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're in the grocery store, you're buying toys, get the kids more involved in the decisions, get them more involved. Like, so they know what's going on. Like if you want to uh, like your child to have any type of like skill set or anything like that, you have to be that role model for them. You have to be the example and eventually they forge on their own path. That's just only natural, but you are that role model for them, especially in the early years. And as Rebecca has been saying throughout this episode, and as she helps other people to fully uh, realize and implement, you got to teach your kids about money very early on so that they are more financially savvy a lot earlier versus making big mistakes with big money. Rebecca, this has been such an awesome episode for people who want to follow you and your work. Where do you suggest we go? Uh, my website, my, my, uh, my coaching business is called Wits and Parenting because parents are often at their wits end when they call me. And my website is witsandparenting.com. Um, they can also email me at Rebecca at witsandparenting.com. And my book, Your Rules Are Dumb, is on Amazon. 
we will have those links available for everybody. Your rules are dumb. Get the book on Amazon today. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Well, it was a joy for me, Mark. Thank you so much.